Welcome to life, the grand adventure. During this adventure, there are many twists and turns, each of which leads on a new path of our journey. Luckily for all of us, we have God with us on this adventure. Oftentimes, we try to make things too complicated. Hello, I'm Adam, and I have great news for you. Life is actually quite simple, and if you come along with me on this podcast journey, I will share with you one simple fact about life and faith. It's that simple. I'll be reading Romans chapter 5 from the New Living Translation. Faith brings joy. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us, because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts in His love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Adam and Christ contrasted. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit command of God, as Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ, who was yet to come. For there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation. But God's free gift leads to our being made right with God. Even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. 
So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, bringing us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's an amazing passage of Scripture. I wanted to share all of it. This week I was challenged to read that passage of Scripture in various versions of the Bible. I shared the New Living Translation with you today. This week I'll be going over ESV, I'll be going over NIV, and just various other translations to look at the words, look at the verbiage used here in this amazing passage. I'm really going to focus on verses 1 through 11, but I wanted to share 12 through 21 just to give you the background, you the understanding of the importance of Christ's sacrifice, where it started, where it came from, how everything came from the beginning, how Adam separated us from God through his sin. But Christ brought that relationship back. So last weekend, both of my kids were out of town. My daughter was at church camp. My son was with my in-laws visiting uh, an amusement park called Bush Gardens and Colonial Williamsburg. It was great. My wife and I had some time together, much needed time. We got we went actually to an old school arcade. It was really cool to see play like some of the old games on an arcade and to see an eighties design themed room. It it was it was really cool. I really enjoyed myself and enjoyed the time we had together. On Sunday my wife went to visit with some friends and I strongly encourage that because both of us are of that age where we could go into isolation and not have friends. And we have. And now we're pushing each other and encouraging each other to go out and have friends. So she was out with her friends. And while she was out, I'm that person that likes to do things to show love to people. I thought I would be nice and go grab some of my daughter's laundry off the floor and throw it in the laundry and wash it. So when she came home, she would have some clean clothes because <laughs> there was laundry all over the floor. So I started the adventure of just piling up laundry and grabbing laundry and getting laundry and looked around and I've become sort of neat freak as I got older and kind of OCD about it and was picking up her clothes and underneath her clothes, <laughs> I found a hot glue gun plugged in, plugged in. It had been plugged in for a while. I had not seen my daughter since Friday and this was Sunday afternoon. Whew. We were lucky. At that moment, I paused. I'm like, oh, man, I got my work cut out. We've been talking about looking at minimizing because we're not the cleanest bunch of humans on Earth. And we're working through minimizing our house and minimizing things we have to keep it cleaner. I knew it had to start here for two reasons. One, there was a hot glue gun plugged in and our house could have easily burnt down, buried underneath that clothes. We were very, 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 very lucky. Two, I wanted to help my daughter. I started a little frustrated, but then I prayed. I said, God, help me to have patience, not to overreact, not to lose my marbles, as I often do. And it worked. I said that like a question. I probably shouldn't. So then I turned around and looked at her room. Yowza. There was a mess everywhere. I didn't know what to do, but I knew it had to be cleaned up. There was stuff, like I'm talking stuff everywhere, crafts, trash, hot glue guns, clothes. And it was interesting looking at her room. It was quite the metaphor for my life. 
Her room is clean at times. A lot of times after I challenge her to go do something or after I clean it as a present or surprise for her. Much like my life was as a kid, it was it was clean in my understanding of church, or so I thought. I went to church. I did the church, the kid church thing. I had the faith of a child. But like her room, my life got really dirty. I did the stupid college thing. Fell away from God. Fell away from Jesus. But then, much like what happens with her room, what happened with her room last weekend, someone helped me with the mess. I started going back to church after some of the stupid college thing to impress a girl who became my wife. And then as I was doing that, as I like to say on the podcast, then God. I I didn't do anything magical or life-changing as I went back to church. I just stopped. I listened. I started to understand more about God. I started to grasp what he said over the Christmas podcast. I talked about me not understanding the grace he gave us, and it started to make sense to me. And you know what? He forgave me. His grace was all I needed. I had to accept his death, burial, and resurrection, put him first in my life. He did all the work. I just had to say, I'm in. And that's the amazing thing about God. It isn't about what we do. It's about what he did. There is nothing we can do. I mean, it's been argued for centuries in and out of the church. What do we have to do for God? Read the book of James sometime and you'll see that it's very explicit right there in the Bible. But the answer is there is nothing we can do. Not a single thing that we can do to even everything out with God. But that's what's so great. He did it for us. He died. As verse 2 says, because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing his glory. Our faith, accepting Christ. And then he brings us in there. We're, we None of this was, we don't deserve this. But he gave it to us. And then I'm just, I love that last part, looking forward to sharing God's glory. I always joke I'm halfway there. And then I see God's glory. I've mentioned many times and earlier in the podcast that how I think, thought I was unworthy of God's forgiveness and discovered that I was correct. Well, not totally, but yeah, totally. I'm not worthy. That's what makes God's grace and sacrifice so important. As I grew in my understanding of that, it led me to what is my personal life verse, Romans 5, 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. We were still sinners. Think of that. He sent Christ who died for us who were messing up all the time. He didn't just die for what's going to happen. He died for what did happen. He's 
died for all from that point on, from that point back, took it all upon himself. Man, that's impressive. That's amazing. But the next verse, it goes further to say, And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. We've been made right. We're now right with God. And the key part in there, the blood of Christ. That's what it took. God spilt his blood for us. There was nothing we could do. And that's a loving God. Christ stood at the altar as our perfect sacrifice. Just like the perfect sacrifices that had to be offered as sin offerings from the time of Moses, when the law and requirements of the law were, were given. Those sacrifices couldn't just be some lamb from the field. It had to be the perfect lamb, the spotless lamb. That's what Jesus was. The only sinless being, the spotless lamb for us. And those sacrifices that God required from the law became necessary because we were so separated from God through sin. They helped to get us closer to God, but we still weren't there. They showed, the laws showed that there's nothing we could do to make ourselves worthy. Those sacrifices helped us to try to build a bridge between God and where we were. But we could never sustain it. We could never get there. Then Jesus bled. He was our sacrifice. And he created a permanent bridge between us and God. He took on the sin, all of it. One of my favorite images shows basically two hills. If you're watching the video, you see my hands in the air talking about it. One on one side says God, one side says us, and there's a chasm between them. And then the illustration goes on to take a cross, put it between the two hills as a bridge connecting us to God. That's what Jesus' death did. That's what his sacrifice, his bloody death on the cross his murder, but his resurrection, the most important part, his resurrection. Don't forget that part. That is our faith right there. It's the resurrection. Lots of people have died. He came back. I often hear that the God of the Old Testament is an angry God. And the New Testament God is a loving God. That would make God two people. Two beings, two creators. I used to believe it. It's actually very wrong. God's always loved us. He's our father. And now that I'm a parent, I totally understand his love. I used to do everything for me. Bad habits and all. And then, July 1st, 2010, that all changed when my baby girl was born. And again on May 3rd, 2013, when my son was born. I begin to understand. And then as time goes on, I understood God's frustrations. I get that he does what he sees is best for us. I get that he lets us learn the hard way. 
and or punishes us. I have to do that almost on a daily basis. Now back to my daughter's room. I could have yelled, screamed, old Adam would have. I've mentioned in past podcasts, I apologize to my kid for old yelling dad. And I try my best. I could have raised Kate and just punished her and yelled and screamed and just went bonkers. Now, she still has consequences and there's punishments as a result of what went on. But instead, as I said, I prayed. I spent the time making sure her room was picked up and that there were no more glue guns. I took out stuff that was hampering her room. I'm talking boxes and boxes of stuff that we just boxed up for now. Then I ventured into her bathroom. Bad idea. But I picked that up. Boxed up a lot of stuff. Cleaned. Wiped down the counters. I sacrificed my time and my day. And for a while, some of the cleanliness in my man cave where I dumped a bunch of stuff to store it to sort it. To help her start a successful venture. To help her on the path to redemption from the mess. That's what parents do. They sacrifice. That's what God did. Sacrificed. Luckily, blood wasn't needed for my job. Just love. But wasn't Jesus' blood a sign of his love? Here we go. It all comes back to there. I mention it all the time, love. God does for us what I did for my daughter. He cleans up our messes. He cleaned up our messes forever. Are there still consequences? <laughs> yeah, there's still free will. That leads to consequences. But he doesn't let them be the end. If he did, we would all be in hell for eternity. There, no, there's no other option. But that isn't what he wanted. That isn't what he wants. Over the past few weeks in my studies, in, some of my, in my group, a question was asked. And I posed the question to my son. And I'm going to close this episode with the standard, it's that simple statement with his response. The question was, if Jesus is God, why didn't he just wave a magic wand to forgive our sins? Why did he have to die a bloody, brutal death? Well, friends, it's that simple. And here's Grayson to tell you why. So, Grayson, why did Jesus have to die on the cross? He was God. He could have zapped away our sins just magically and said, boom, sins are gone. Why, why did that have to happen? He couldn't have zapped away our sins because that would have taken away our free will. And why he died on the cross is because in the Old Testament, the only way to forgive their sins was to sacrifice a pure lamb. So God was, or Jesus was, all lamb who sacrificed himself for all of us. From the mouths of babes. That's all I can say. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for your sacrifice. We know we're undeserving, but we thank you. Help us to understand what you did for us. Help us to 
use that to guide our life. Help us to show that to others. Show us to starting at our homes and then working out. Help us to be your love in the world. Help us to take that gift you gave us and not waste it. To share it with others. Help us to be your light. To be your body. And to do your work in this world so that heaven gets crowded. Not hell. Thank you for your love. Help us to take it with us everywhere we go. In Jesus' name, amen. So this week, I challenge you just to read a verse and thank God for taking care of our messes. The verse is Hebrews 9, 22. There's a link in the notes, or you can look it up. I'm reading the NIV version. In fact, the law requires that nearly everyone be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Last week, I started working on a website. There's a link in there. It's called um, Ambassadors for Christ. It's a, it's a crazy long link. It's sites.google.com backslash view backslash Bible hyphen verses hyphen for hyphen ambassadors. But there's a link in the podcast notes. You can email me if you want to find it. But that site I'm working on is a project. On the main site is Grayson's video. On the main site is that Hebrews 9.22. And I'm putting verses on there. I'm going to put the life of Jesus because... I just wanted to pop out there for people. I want to give people a source that they can have. It also includes memory verses from Men's Alliance, which I I work with and is helping to grow men. www.mensalliancetribe.com. Check it out. If you're a man looking for a way to get men into the church to grow, this is a great way. I'll help you. Last week, I had the awesome privilege of talking with Cam J. The interview is out. Check it out. It's It was showing on Kingdom Praise Radio. Now you can listen to it exclusively. On, it's that simple. Do that. Go listen to Cam J's music. It is amazing. Soon, we're going to have Julius Adams' interview coming with the amazing, amazing singer. Listen to his song, Heaven, wherever you get your music. That was Julius Adams and his song, Heaven. It is out standing check out my buddy oscar on instagram above all names he makes amazing shirts for workout amazing shirts to share the gospel he gives them away that's the best ministry there could possibly be i mentioned kingdom praise radio i love it love it love it www.kingdompraiseradio.com somehow in the facebook algorithms i missed that we just had our one year anniversary of partnering with it's that simple and kingdom praise radio that was february 11th when we began this is awesome it's been a great year growing with ken Rowe. I'm looking for many, 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 many new years, many more years together. And there's some awesome news coming soon from Kingdom Praise Radio. Also, To Jesus Music and Podcast Network, thanks for carrying me, www.lcprva.com. Check out my new logo. Everybody, do me a favor. No matter where you listen to me, support the podcast. Support my, my radio brothers and sisters. Give me a like, a listen, share, help review, help me get the word out. I want to grow this. I want to spread God's word. I want to connect with people. I want to connect with you. God bless you.